Welcome to another episode of Aussie Tech Heads, episode 467 on the 10th of December 2016. How are you going? I'm Glenn and this is, as far as I know, Australia's longest running tech news podcast. So welcome. You have come to the right place if you need to be up to date with all the news and views uh, that is happening in the Aussie tech scene. Eh? You can be kicking it with the best of them. All right, tonight we are joined by, oh, before I do that, I've got to say that uh, we, are, we are brought to you by adhwebhosting.com.au, uh, hosting that is located on Sydney servers, fast, reliable and economically good for your wallet, adhwebhosting.com.au. So as I said, we are joined tonight by, let's have a look, and it is Shane first. How are you doing, Shane? Good, Glenn, yourself? Yeah, not bad, thanks. What you been up to? Job front? Good, bad? Well, no, I still haven't heard um, about the other one and um, went for a couple of other interviews with uh, agencies and stuff. Yep. It's not, I mean, obviously, I realise it's kind of a process, but it's not the most kind of fun part of the process, going to an agency to do the interview with them, just to be then put through to the end client mm. to then do an interview with them. Yep. Um, I'd much Rubbish. rather kind of skip the first part, but, yeah, you got to go through the process. Well, look, you're having a holiday, so that's all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> We've also got Eric. How you doing, Eric? Hello, everyone. Oh, you, your uh, bandwidth is tossed down. Oh, hello. Testing. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, but we just can't see you. But uh, look, oh, while, really? while we hope that we might be able to get you back there on the video, if you're watching the video, uh, look, I just... I'm, I'm getting that group video is unavailable. Here we oh, go. Here we come. Here we go. He's coming back. Shane's gone as well. Everything's going on. Oh, it's Microsoft. Never mind. Hello, everyone, and hello, everyone in Gosford. <laughs> yes. Uh, Eric, you did get some, some feedback. I, I did get feedback. I wouldn't call it hate mail. However, I'll look straight in the camera, down the barrel. I do apologise for upsetting all the people at Gosford. It wasn't <laughs> meant to be that sort of comment. It was just a flippant, off-the-cuff, yeah. facetious comment. Obviously, Maxine is a name that, that transpires all suburbs, not just Gosford. Or just everywhere. And it's, it's not, not necessarily a bogan name. I was just being my typical smart-ass. So <laughs> my apologies. Oh, thank you, Eric. That's, uh, that, that, hopefully, that has amended, uh, appeased some people down there on the Central Coast. But look, yeah, look, it's, look, I suppose doing a live show, you know, things just come into your head and things just come out of your mouth. And, uh, and sometimes, maybe... It's just uh, not the right thing, but anyway, uh, that's how it works. But look, on, on the on a on a brighter side, we have got some uh, some good emails this week as well. So we've got uh, one from Mister Dodecahedron ninety nine. So uh, yeah, he's just commented about he he loves the show. He uh, he watch he listens to what's he watch or listen makes the show worthwhile listening to. Yep, he loves us. So he goes. He, we remind him of Herman's head. 80s TV series. I've never heard of it. Um, funny show with all the different personalities and views on the world. Uh, he's just trying to work out who's animal. I don't know. Who but, is the animal? I don't know, but we'll have to watch Herman's Head, see if it's on YouTube. We'll, we'll yeah, check that right. out. If he means turn animal, your, in the turn your video on, Glenn. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. It's going off. <laughs> now, um, yes, and, and, oh, and hi to Glenn from down on the Central Coast. Uh, he listens to us while mowing his lawn. So how good is that? Um, I hope you mow it. Do you mow it short or do you mow it quietly. like on number two? You have to mow it quiet, quietly in order to listen to the podcast. I don't know. You probably hear you over the roar. And you <laughs> only mow your own lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. All right. Uh, so look, we're going to get into some stories. We're going to uh, yeah bring you up to date. What's going on? 
in the, in the world today. Uh, let me start with good news on the uh, front of saving the planet, <laughs> Tesla. Oh, come on, move it along. Oh, you love it. Tesla announces, I got my solar on. Did you, you knew that, didn't you? Yes, I knew that. I'm, I threw up. <laughs> Yes. Look, you can't. Look, you can't. Uh, you have. You have to do it. You have to. Do it. I'm not. I'm not. I don't go much for the the global. I am not going to ruin my pretty house by putting solar panels on it. Oh, but they're everywhere up here. It's like it's you're 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 a you're a dingbat if you don't have them on. Well, up here no? you're a dingbat if you do. <laughs> Tesla has appointed the Natural Solar and Origin Energy as Australia's channel partners for the distribution of the installation of its home battery. So yes, looks like it's finally coming. Now, look yes, like- and what will, what will the Australians pay? So in America, they pay two and a half thousand. I don't know what the price is. So he will pay what twenty five thousand? Is that how it works? That's usually how it works around here, isn't it? Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Look, hopefully it won't be that much. But both companies said installation of a five kilowatt Tesla Energy Powerwall will begin next year. Natural Solar will be installing it in January, and Origin will offer the Powerwall from February. So there are no prices prices in this article, this particular one. The Natural Solar Manag- Managing Director Chris Williams said Powerball will be Powerball. It's a Powerball Powerwall. Actually, Probably power need wall. to win Powerball. Power yeah. I need to, yeah, to, I need <laughs> to win Powerball in order to afford the Powerball. That's actually a mistake in the article. They've, sort of, they've said Powerball. Yes. Good, good journalism at its best. <laughs> Go, the, the old uh, autocorrect, eh? Spelling checker doesn't pick up correctly spelt words. Okay. Hey, uh, look, hang on. Before you go, just have a look at the, the picture you've got on the stream right now. Yeah. That photographer there, right? Yeah. Taking a picture of that static Tesla thing. Must be the pinnacle of his career. It might be. Look at the which one, the guy next to it or the guy in front of it. Both. <laughs> the guy in front of it, he can't handle it. He's just like that's uh, that's a moving camera, and he's f- filming a stationary <laughs> object. And that must be the pinnacle of his career. And the guy on the camera too, with the hunchback. Yeah, he's capturing the electricity as it yeah, feeds right. in. That's what he's doing. Come out from behind there and slap him in the face. It might be a uh, Type 40 TARDIS. Who knows? <laughs> now, the uh, – yes, anyway, getting back to the Powerball, you might need a power, Powerball win to buy a Powerball. But, uh, yeah, but anyway, uh, the managing director, Chris Williams, said the Powerball will be available concurrently in Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne and Adelaide. I don't know why it doesn't go out everywhere. No, Maybe Perth misses out. Perth misses out. Yeah. I don't think we've got any of those distributors over here. I don't think we've got Origin or the other one. But I had this story as well. Um, I didn't include it in the notes because I saw that you had it. In the article that I found, it actually said there's no Australian prices yet, but in the US, the units wholesale for 3000 and $3,500 US dollars. The cheaper one is for 7 kilowatts and the expensive price is for 10 kilowatts. Well, I would say that uh, here, that's wholesale, so they, the installers would charge $1,500 on top of that US. So let's call it between 5 and 7 US. So that's between 7 and 9 Aussie. Do you think that by the time it gets here that there'll be government rebates for it, like there is with the no. solar? No. Nope. Nope. It's, nope. Uh, do you think it's a They're bit... phasing all that out. Yes, yeah. Do you think it's a bit of a, uh, I don't know, a bit of a opposite world where like you've got the energy providers uh, origin energy like selling batteries to help you well say there's an old saying mate keep your friends close and keep your enemies closer yes so, so if, if they know what their the 
uh, competitions up to, they can respond. Yeah, but I'm, but yeah, but I'm saying like you know, like Origin Energy, that they're in the business of selling energy, and they're then they're turning around and supplying you a device that will let you store, not use the energy. Well, yeah. I, that's my next question. Can you get the power wall and get it charged with anything other than a solar panel? Like, can I charge it with electricity? Well, I don't know, but why would you want to do that? Yeah, it defeats because, the purpose. Because so, you, you charge it overnight when it's cheaper, and then you use the power oh, okay. it's stored during the day. Off the off-peak. Yes. Actually, I think you can. Cause I think you one can. Of the ones, yeah, here we go. But I'm, the I'm batteries not with can provide. The batteries can provide backup power during outages, and when used with the grid, can store power generated at off-peak times and make it available during peak times. So that's exactly what you want. That's perfect. Hmm. Then I don't need a solar panel. No, well, well off-peak is cheap enough. In which I case, suppose. I will get the big mother, shove it in the garage, because then if I get my Tesla down the road, I can just plug it into that too, hmm. um, <laughs> and then just charge it overnight. And during the day, I'm just using the off power all the time. My bills will drop by sixty to seventy percent. I wonder how much it would take to charge one of those batteries. You would think how much in the first instance? <laughs> I reckon it'd be a couple of days. Do you reckon that, like, so how 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 long would it take, or how much does it take a car battery to charge? Like I'm saying, could you buy one of these things, stick it out the front in your on your footpath, and say uh, charge your car? For, I don't know, fifteen bucks, because that, yeah. that would obviously be a bit. Bigger. Oh, so you'd use it to charge people. Well, I'm I'm just wondering how it would if you if we thought it would work like that. Like you charge it up overnight, and you could have little charging stations all over the place. But like it's not going to work if this battery. Yeah, I'll tell you, I'm going to be busy with putting my fiber down now and putting an electric charger on the front curb. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be very popular. <laughs> <laughs> we just imagine you with your little... Oh, all I'm missing now is a lemonade stand. <laughs> yes. I don't think it's got enough grunt. I read no. somewhere in yeah. my thing that said that it wouldn't even um, charge a, an aircon for a, like a whole day or anything. It wouldn't keep an well, aircon running the, for a whole what's day. What's the point of it then? Yeah, well, that's right. What's the, the point of it? If you're getting a solar, even if you whether you're charging it with electricity or otherwise, it's once it's full, then you think, okay, I'll just now reroute the, the power from mm. my... The, the grid to from and use this, then if it's not going to power the aircon, what's the point of doing it? But I suppose hey, it's a five kilowatt. So if, if that's five kilowatt hours, so I suppose or you could hook it up. So you could then, you know, the, the sun's out through the day. You're, you're using what you're making, and any extra could be tipping into the battery. And then when the sun starts to go down, you could still be utilizing what you've made that day. So that would be good. Uh, that's just, if you've got solar. Yeah, that's right. Well, you're not going to get one of these, I don't think, with if you don't have... Well, from what you said, I suppose it, it would be... But are you going to do it for five kilowatt hours? That's no, it. I'd get the like, big one. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Australia is one of the first regions globally to receive the batteries due to our high electricity prices. So yes. why, why have we got so much... Doesn't all the coal come from here? Yes. What, why have we, why oh, prices... don't get me started on the politics of energy in this country. It is a scam... By that the socialists left to redistribute wealth. Instead of just getting off your butts and working harder, sorry. But there was a problem. There's always been this issue, hasn't there? I remember like with oil, like, you know, we, we pull it out of Bass Strait or wherever, and then we, we send it over to wherever. Um, you know. Yeah, but that's a little bit different because we're not a big oil producer in the overall scheme of things. But when it comes to coal, we are the biggest. 
So there is no reason, for example, mm. the, in the Middle East, they are the biggest petroleum producer and their petrol prices are 10 cents a litre. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't expect to pay 10 cents a litre on oil because we only make 1% of the global petroleum price or something min- minuscule like that. I'm not sure the exact figure. Yeah. But as far as coal goes, we are one of the biggest producers in the world. We should have similar cheap prices like the Middle East do with petrol, but we don't because, you know, my feelings on this, mm. it's the greenies and the left-wingers and the whole bit, it's all, you know, the carbon tax was put on there and blah, blah, blah. But it's the anyway, only, yeah, I know. But they're that, not in charge at the moment. doesn't matter. The laws have been put in place. The last seven years is when power has tripled, and that's when mm. these left-wing idiots were in, in the government. But it is, the thing that sort of um, plays on, well, you know, confuses me is is with uh like say you know B- B- bill shorten wants to get the 50 percent renewable energies but that's just going to get it but that's just going to make it harder uh on the on his way to 50 percent it's going to make it harder just for the normal person like that's he, right he's, he's well, not look, in a in a nut in, in a nutshell high uh, electricity prices are high for one reason it's the subsidies on renewable energy right it's mm. that's taxpayer funded so what happens is you've got a solar panel on your roof uh, and I don't know if you're getting under this deal, but in the past it has been up doing this. You get paid a certain amount per whatever, whatever you feed back into the yeah, grid, right? Yeah, per kilowatt hour. Yeah, per kilowatt hour, right? Now they're paying you more than what it costs um, yes. me yes. to pay. So let's say they're paying you five cents per kilowatt hour. I'm paying two cents per kilowatt hour. But so the electricity company's overheads have gone up. Yes. Because they're paying the solar panel people more. In order yeah. to recover their costs, because they're paying you guys and every other solar panel guys more, mm. they've got to charge us more to and recover the cost that they're paying you. And, that's and, the, that, is, yeah. and that goes from wind farming, solar panels, everything. And that's All those gets- subsidies have to be paid for. And the poor mug who hasn't got a solar panel... Yeah. Is the one paying for it? That's right. The the people who can't afford the solar panels. That's are right. Paying for the people who can, and and that's right. it's all out of kilter. It does your head in. Uh, it, it is out of kilter. It's yeah. for example that, that old argument a couple of weeks ago. They were saying, you know, why should someone that doesn't have children have to pay the same amount of tax that someone who does have children? Yes. Uh, and gets all these family tax benefits. They effectively get most of their tax back. Their tax back. That's right. right. Yes. Now the guys with kids don't know kids don't get any tax back because they don't claim anything. Yeah. You know they could be on the same income. You know mm-hmm. a, a young couple who don't want to have kids uh, on you know whatever the similar amount of money as a couple with kids, whether it's one or more, mm-hmm. and the people with kids get all their money tax back in the form of, of subsidies, whether it be family tax benefits or uh, cheaper childcare and all this sort of stuff. The taxpayers paying for all of that. But you could you could say that the argument there is that you know the, the single person doesn't have kids, so therefore he's got less expenses because he doesn't have the expense of the That's kids. That's not the issue. What they want to do with their money is up to them. It's not for the government to tell me what I should do with my money. And there's all and there's that way of thinking as well. It just you just I don't think you just, you're not going to make everyone happy. You just got to try and make the majority <laughs> get them to vote. Well, you do. Them. You have to make the majority happy. But unfortunately, in this country, it's the minority that gets catered to. So getting back to Tesla, so we can finish off with this, a survey commissioned by Origin revealed that almost one-third of Australians are aware of Tesla's home batteries, and this was more than twice the recognition of other brands. Uh, Now, it has been said that while home batteries may not be for everyone, a recent survey showed that more than 80% of homeowners running solar would consider buying into the technology. 
I would consider it. If it's going to be ten grand, maybe not. Uh, and it's like with I don't know if I've banged on about this. I probably have before, but I was thinking about getting a water tank. But because the water is four dollars a, a kilolitre, let's say round figures, say that cost me four bucks a kilolitre. I worked out that if I got a three thousand litre tank, I would have had I got to fill that tank one hundred and sixty times before I break even. So at four bucks a you know a thousand litres, you just I, I'm just not going to buy it. I'm just not, not going to bother about it. Well, water's it. quite cheap, but yeah. <laughs> not for long. If they get their grubby hands on that, that'll be expensive. Oh, they've already too. had their grub. You, you, you'd be uh, paying less, far less than what we pay, I bet you. I bet you you're uh, wrong. No. What do you pay a quarter? Well, well, that's not going to be. Um, you can't compare that. No, that's not a comparison because you, cause you, you, um, you probably have spa baths every five minutes. <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. You've got two children. I've got three children. You've got a pool. I've got a pool. Yeah, so my water's probably around about, uh, look, they've just changed it to quarters. So it's yeah. probably about 400 a quarter. 450, I pay. Just yeah. paid it today, 454. Yeah. All right. So uh, it's a bit of that is, that is expensive. Yes. Well, we got, we, we got expensive when they put the desal plan in. Yeah, there you Chugan. go. That's another subsidy. Right? That's right. That was it's the, sitting there doing nothing. A million a day or something it costs. Yeah, the same down here. Ours went up when they put the desal plan. It costs half a million dollars a day for, for it, it to, to do nothing. Yeah. Half a million dollars. Yeah. A survey commissioned by Audrey Reveal that uh, said all that. Now, uh, Tesla's rechargeable lithium-ion battery suit indoor and outdoor use and come with a warranty of up to 10 years. So, yeah, look, I want to read more into this because it's got to be, if they're using it for outdoor, it's got to be something that you can... Charge your, you should be able to charge your car off it, surely. You'd think so. Like, you would think that Tesla car, Tesla Powerwall. So, you would think yeah. so. I think that's it. Wasn't it that, that what they were saying before that if you charge it off your normal electricity, um, that it takes longer to charge your car? Oh, I don't know. Don't know. And if you get their Powerwall, it takes you know, like half an hour. Oh, maybe the like the Powerwall output, it might have some sort of super duper. Chargy wagy thing in it. That's, I, I think know. that's what it's called too. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> I think it's or called the chargy wagy. Or the chargy wagy. Yeah, we'll, we'll trademark that one, eh? So they, <laughs> they can't take yeah. that one off us. Oh, yeah, you better hope it's not gone. Chargy wagy. <laughs> All right, um, Shane. What have you got uh, that sparked your little interest this week? I will start with uh, a boost to um, the MBM fixed wireless speeds. <clears throat> Excuse me. Rural Australians connected to fixed wireless portion of the MBM will enjoy a speed upgrade from 25-5 to 50-20. MBN says the service is now 30% faster than our next best fixed wireless global peer, which is in Ireland. And currently around 300,000 homes in rural areas have access to the technology and that number will be over 600,000 after the rollout is complete sometime in the foreseeable future. Are they, so they're saying, so I'm just looking at your little graph that you've got here. Okay, let's just stick that back up again. So the TAR, so how, currently around 300,000 homes in rural areas have access to the tech and, okay, so we've got 25 down. Oh, yeah, 25 down. Rightio, 50 down. So downloading a two-hour podcast, three minutes. That's a long time, I think. But I suppose I'm on cable. But I, I guess so. Downloading a two-hour movie, 16 minutes. 
Mm. Well, I think I can download a movie to the tee box in under 16 minutes. I think it takes me about... 16 minutes. Jeez, I can yeah, but you're getting uh, 100 down, aren't you? Yeah, if I'm lucky. Oh, look, ever since... Not I, tonight, I, you're not. No, well, look, I put got a, I got a new modem, remember? And ever since I put that in, I haven't had the, had, had the 115 down. It keeps thinking I'm in Adelaide. And I've rang Telstra. Isn't it ringing Telstra? Oh, your IPs, they've, they've stuffed your IP. Isn't ringing Telstra like pulling teeth out It'd of... It'd be easier to get an appointment with the Pope. Uh, oh, no, you can get on to them, but you're getting on to fairy floss heads. It's just, they're just hopeless. <laughs> Kevin but, from Calcutta. But it's not just that. They just talk so slow. They repeat everything you say. They ever repeat. They're, they're, this, is, this is the Filipino. Like today. They repeat everything back to you. Say, yeah, I, I know yeah. what I said. Get on with it. Yeah, I know. And like, you're just thinking, come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. Hurry up. But oh, like, no sense of energy. Yeah, like. It's all, <laughs> yeah. all a bit too relaxed for me. Today, like, I was out trying to help a customer with a printer. He's trying to connect it up to his little Wi-Fi dongle he got from Telstra. He's got one of these 4G, I don't know, Supermax things or whatever they are. You know, so it's a router and 4G thing you, you've seen mm-hmm. they're like a mi-fi yeah. thing or whatever it's you know they're sort of size of a pack of cards or something yep uh so anyway you know it's got it's, it's a router it, it, he had two computers connected to it do you think that we could get the printer to connect to it it would connect and then it would drop it would print one page and drop what's that noise hang on what was that i'll just i just clicked something sorry are you listening to Adele again? <laughs> okay, yeah. So, um, so anyway, so I rang Telstra because all I wanted to know was, does this little router thing has there is there any identified issues with it? Will it connect to printers, or is there some problem with it? So I, I looked up on the Google, and look, there's a lot of people in that crowdsourcing thing that Telstra have got saying, yeah, there's problems with the new one and the printers. Yeah, great. You know, I've been Excellent. to this bloke's house for about an hour and a half trying everything I can under the sun, and it looks like it was the fault. This stupid thing doesn't even work. So anyway, you get on. Must the t- be made by Netgear, is it? <laughs> it was actually. It was. Oh, good God. Oh, it's bad, eh? Oh. And um, so anyway. So get on to Telstra, and I said, look, I, d- I don't want to go through the whole hubbubaloo of, you know, my phone number and this and get me account up and this and this and this. I said, I just want to know, do these things support printers? Uh, uh, we, we don't support anything like that at Telstra. <laughs> yes, you do. You I sold said, it. It's got your, your name device. on it. I said, just, can you tell? She goes, I don't, I don't want you to tell me how to hook the printer up. I want you to tell me, will it hook a printer to it? Uh, they would. They can't tell you. It's just like. Oh no! They hope they're not really qualified to say anything. They really aren't. It's just. It's just like bashing your head against a brick wall with Rio sticking out of it. Yeah. That's, and that's how much you'd, you'd rather do that, I reckon. Like hitting your head with a baseball bat would has nails in it. That's right. <laughs> That'd be less painful, actually. <laughs> but oh, I tell you what. Like it's good that Telstra answers the phone now in like you know in about three, two or three minutes, but. Maybe you'd rather wait the obligatory 60 minutes and get someone that knows what they're talking about. All right. Are you oh, opening dear. your love letters there, Eric? Oh, I'm just opening my mail. <laughs> now, do you want to have a story? I do want to have a story. I, I'm very surprised that um, you've got this story as well, which I didn't know. But Apple have come out with a battery. <laughs> oh, Yes. Oh, dear me. Apple, Apple, Apple. What have you done? You really do miss Steve Jobs, don't you? 
They do. This is a bit of a shocker. Now, where is it? Where's the battery? Oh, it's not there. My battery story's gone. Where did oh. it go? Oh, there it is. I just don't have the picture. I've got the picture. Yeah, you got the picture. Yeah, I got the picture. Everyone got the picture? I've but, got the um, picture. Now, yes, it'll double the battery life. Um, it's a bit of an admi- That being the case, it is a bit of an admission that the battery life on iPhones is rubbish if you have to come yes. out with something like this. At the same time, you'd think you'd come out with something that looks a little bit nicer. So but, if you're already admitting that it's a rubbish battery, to tell you the truth, I don't have any problems with my iPhone batteries. No. Nah. But, other, other, you know, but other people may. And obviously Apple are paranoid enough to think, oh, I better do something. Uh, but if you're going to fix a problem that people don't like, don't fix it with something that makes people want to go, oh, yeah, I had a nice phone with a rubbish battery. Now I've got a heaps of battery and my phone looks like garbage. Well, I don't so, know. If, uh, I don't get it. Well, I don't know if it looks. That. Is Johnny Ives on holidays or something? Is, is they have they put Tim Cook in charge of design? <laughs> I don't know. Have they put Steve Jobs in charge? That's why nothing's but, getting done. <laughs> it's, uh, but look, this battery cover, or battery, whatever it is, it's like a sleeve. Shall you say it? It 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 uh, it, it sticks to the iPhone like a cover, and it's one hundred and sixty five dollars, mind you. Yeah, it's like a look. What's the name? Um, there are other batteries like this that look nicer than this. I've seen them. I, I used to have one. Now, it look, just slides I, on. I think I might. I might actually have bought something like that today. I think it's in an envelope. Hang on, I'm going to have a look. Oh God, it's still in the case. <laughs> Hang on. Going to do a live unboxing. Just talk Yay. amongst yourselves for a second. Right, because I I bought it from Kogan. I've got it, but it's not an Apple one, obviously. No, where are we? I don't even know. This might not even be it. But look, there's in little thing in the mailbox. Let's have a look here. And this only cost me like twenty bucks or something. Well, then it must going to work a treat. There it is. Look at that. What oh, is that, that? Now that's me. Oh yeah, I know what that is. That's me little. Uh, <laughs> this is what this is. A little. It's a like a pocket knife. I was but, going to say it looks like a, something that you'd use in a murder. But it's a. That's not a pocket knife. It's got all the little charges that you will need. I can't see that. Point it to the camera in front of you. No. Yeah. There you go. What is that? It's got. <laughs> it's got charges. See, the, the leads, the leads for uh, your iPhone. Yeah, and what's the other end of it? What do you plug the other end into? Uh, I don't know, I've only just got it, but look, you got here, what do you got here? Oh, yeah, the uh, the old iPhone. Right. It's like a little... It's got to get its power from somewhere, though. Yeah, wang on. Wang on. Wang on. Uh, there, that must be... Oh, yeah, look, USB. Into what? Your computer, to power. Oh, you get the power from your computer. Yeah, okay. but it's a charger. It'll charge anything. Well, any Apple device anyway. Oh, and it looks like Samsung. So m- micro USB. Well, that's no it. BlackBerry devices? Ah, uh, no. Well, I can't buy it then. No. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, that was that. That was only, I don't know, that was 10 bucks or something. That was nice from Kogan. Because I, I thought I might have been the other little charger. I did buy a charger, but it must be coming. Still be on its way. All right, but anyway, that's off track. Uh, but anyway, this battery, <laughs> yes. <laughs> we love going off track. But the battery, yes, it will give the 6S and the iPhone 6. It's not out for the 6 Plus, probably because the battery is a bit bigger anyway in the 6 Plus. 
Oh, the soft microfiber lining on the inside. Oh, yes, they've, done, they've given you the, um, the design speak, have they? Yes. Put the Johnny Ives voice on. Hang on a minute. <clears throat> the yeah. soft microfiber lining on the inside helps protect your phone. While the soft elastoma hinge design makes it easy to put the case on and take it off. What a wank. What does elastoma mean? If they just made it what? up. Elast- elastic or something. Someone went to the doctor and said, oh, doc said, I've got a case of the elastoma. <laughs> Bang, that's the name of the thingo. We're using that. <laughs> oh, elastoma me off. Now, on the outside, the silk... Oh, over the weekend, I was so elastoma of me face. <laughs> on the outside, the silky, soft touch finish of the silicon exterior feels, feels great, great in your hand. hand. What's, he, what's this an ad for what? Yeah, what's he doing? Latex. Yeah, it's it's feels what? great in your hand. <laughs> the silicon exterior feels great they in your hand. They always try to make it sexual. It is a with the eye with the phones. It just feels perfect in your hand. Tim Cook, get off it. <laughs> that's what that's what they're doing. That's exactly what they're doing. That's what he's making it like. You you that's you're exactly, hanging on to something that you want to hang on to. Well, Let's that's what that they way. do with everything. They make it sexy, like as if you want to make love to it or something. But anyway, charge your iPhone battery in case simultaneously for increased talk time up to twenty five hours. Who's going to talk for twenty five hours in a day? There's only twenty four hours in a day. Yeah, twenty four plus one. Just in case. <laughs> well, there's there's a there's a burger shop at Chugan that was open 25 hours a day, eight days a week. <laughs> oh, re- that case. This case would be perfect for them. Yeah, they reckon Elvis used to eat that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, crazy stuff. So the uh, last other 25 hours, internet use up to 18 hours on LTE, and even longer audio and video playback. The smart battery case, the intelligent battery status, is displayed on the iPhone lock screen and in the notification center, so you know exactly how much charge you have left. <laughs> how crap is that? Oh, I can feel oh. more comments coming from Garth. I can just feel the, it. <laughs> oh, come on, Garth. Get a sense of humor. Get some elastomony about you. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Have a have a have an elastoma pill. <laughs> If the, Chill out. If the elastoma shoe fits, wear it. That's right. There you go. The battery, what's the other one called? The battery case. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. oh, yeah. The battery case supports lightning accessories such as the lightning USB. Who cares? Anyway, if you want a battery for your iPhone, don't, I don't know, go get that one if you've got under 65 So when bucks. you put it on the table and, it's, and it sort of tilts to one side and tips you dr- and knocks you someone's drink over, then you'll know. Hmm. Well, you should... You should that might have been why they were so up in arms about making the iPhone as thin as possible and getting rid of the um the ah, headphone yeah. jack to compensate. So they, they make the, they make the iPhone as thin as a piece of paper so they can give you a brick for a cover. Very smart, Apple. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You're on the ball. They, God, are, ex- they are. They are. All missing. I can say is, please exhume Steve Jobs. They are missing him, aren't they? They are just really not doing well. Yeah. Unfortunately, he's very elastomer-sized. That's so right. <laughs> he's Extremely. He's unavailable. All right. Um, I think, yeah, I had that Apple story too, but uh, what else, Shane? Uh, I will go to uh, Apple opposition, Google. No. Google wants to patent a blood-sucking smartwatch. The company just filed, which was the other day now, a patent application for a needle-free uh, blood draw device that can uh, be implanted in a wearable device. The new Google design isn't exactly needle-free. It's basically really, uh, really slick finger-pricking gadget 
that works by blasting gas-powered microparticles into the skin and then draws a small vial of blood into a pressure container. Uh, Google isn't saying exactly what it wants to do with the new invention, if anything. Uh, We hold patents on a variety of ideas. Some of them come to fruition and some of them don't. And the last point is the thought. The thought that Google wants to uh, get into needle-free blood testing game shouldn't be, come as a surprise. The, uh, the uh, come as a surprise. I'll try that in English. The first new company created under the Alphabet umbrella was a spin-off of the life sciences division uh, at Google X. Oh, look, I don't know. Can this work? What fire and particles of gas into your skin? They can draw blood out of it. It draws yeah, that sounds, a, sounds safe. Draws a small vial of blood into. Who's going to do that? What well, the drug addicts are going to have a ball? So it's a real. So it's a really slick finger pricking gadget that works by blasting a gas powered microparticle into the skin and draws a. How small is a vial of blood? I don't know. Like, uh, it'd be good. Like that, I suppose tubes. that'd be okay. But you know, when you go give blood, you give when they test you for the iron. They, they they prick you and you give them you know, they've got to squeeze a bit out haven't they? How much is this thing going to supposed to get out? I can't. This is just frog. It's crap. probably going to be something similar to what uh, a normal kind of diabetes tester does, just a, a couple of drops. But how does that work? It's, you still have to get the the prick, don't you? Yeah. Well, I mean, they use similar technology to give patients drugs um, in putting stuff into the actual blood system by pressure through the skin. Right. This is just the reverse of that. Oh, okay. Never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Every time I've had to give blood, they've done it the old, the old-fashioned way. <laughs> no, like if you were on medication of some sort, you can take myelary or orally. You can um, go through a needle, or it's usually for kids and stuff. They put a, like a high-pressure gassy thing that um, puts I, the medicine into the bloodstream. Oh, yeah, well, I suppose I could understand that. I suppose because the skin would absorb it into the bloodstream, but I'm not sure about like. Ex- Extruding it out, but anyway, uh, that sounds good, doesn't it? I don't think that'll come to fruition. That's one of the ones that just sit there. Um, Eric, I see you've yes. been busy with your Surface Pro pen doing your notes this week in your Surface Pro and your pen. Yes, if you so- put it up on screen. All right, you haven't written any swear words there. Have you? No, no. <laughs> well, no. which story are you going to do? The Apple. Do the first one. All right, let's have a look at Apple and Eric's. Uh, Handiwork. There we go. Look at that. Circle, circle, and comment. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> What's the story about? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> You're just Apple's showing off. No, oh, no. <laughs> Apple is looking looking to get into augmented reality. Tell you the truth, I think they're already into augmented reality looking at that iPhone case. Well, they got that reality dispersion field or whatever they call it. Oh, reality. Oh, I can't remember what they used to call it. Re- oh, the the reality distortion field. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're now into the Tim Cook distortion field because, come on, bringing out a case like that, can't you do it? That's ridiculous. How can you not do better than that? Those, anyway, uh, those ovens in that shot there, that might be where he sticks his head. Tim. Yeah, that is, that, is that, what's, where is he? I don't even look around. He's in the, so he's got his TV above his heater, so that TV is not going to last long. Um, no, that's his aug- mega, augmented reality. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So he's 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 uh, 
he's uh, projecting it onto the wall. Yes, well, he's seeing with, it on with, the, he, with, with his. Um, he must have glasses on or that uh, communist hat that he's got on there. He's got looks like he's got glasses. Okay, well, let's let's have a look what the story's all about. All right, go on then. You read it. All right, so everyone you, you read much better than I do because I get off track. Everyone, everyone has been focused on the iPhone and Max. Apple has been quietly getting ready to enter an untapped new market. Well, I wouldn't exactly call it untapped. I think um, I, no, I think, but no, but Apple will say it's untapped because they want to say that we invented augmented reality, and we've got our hands so far inside it that metamor and elastoma. <laughs> get that into you. We can pull out as much elastoma as we can. That's right. Now, uh, okay. So, uh, sorry, Garth. <laughs> so, so yeah. Like uh, Microsoft's there, Sony's there, Microsoft's Google's been there, there for about five years. The world. Who's the? Who are the people that that did started doing the Star Wars? Um, you know that. You know when they had that. That what do you call that thing? The lightsaber. No, no. They had that vision. They used to call. You know, remember in Star Wars, you have that. The hello deck. Oh, yeah, the, the hologram. Hologram. Microsoft, or one of those guys, did that about five years ago. So anyway, Apple's bought some company. So I can't even read that. You call it, that's Mateo. so small. Mateo. So demo, demo video they've released shows someone in a Ferrari showroom with an iPad that embeds optional extras and shows how parts work when they lay overlay the camera over the, the real display car. Well, this is what Microsoft's doing, isn't it? They've been doing it for years. That's right, yeah. Face Shift was acquired just last month by Apple, which we mentioned last month, which looked pretty cool, to tell you the truth. I did like that. That's with the, when your face was your, uh, the avatar. So yeah, sensors yeah, picked yeah. up how your face moved, eyes, mouth, nose, cheeks, muscles, etc. And your yeah. avatar, on-screen uh, character, facial expressions moved exactly like yours. That was cool. Um, yeah, and then it goes on. Apple is the only tech company looking to push further in the field. So... Microsoft, yeah, we said all that. There's nothing there we haven't. Yeah, we Microsoft actually showing off a working augment, a working one, mm. augmented reality headset called Hololens, which is stated to launch sometime in 2016. So they're well in front already. Mm. Now, look, I'm, and I'm not a Microsoft fan, nor do I hate Apple, but I call a spade a spade. Now you're still going to call this. Look, we're going to we're going to grab all your stories and put them together so we can get rid of them so Garth can calm down. <laughs> Oh, and I like to get get his blood pressure on a on a regular up and down. Because this next one, just quickly, because well, I think we've done this one to death. But anyway, is Apple Watch a good Christmas gift? You've no. gone no, ugly, still ugly, pointless rip off. <laughs> you covered it, I think. I think I've covered it. Next story. Yeah. <laughs> so that'd be a no. That'd be a no. But right. Apple time time's up. Apple two, Apple Watch two coming in March, and I just put okay. Yep. Now, the next one, Targ Hoyer. This is how you do a proper smartwatch. Have a look at that watch down there, Glenn. Not that one. That's ugly. Which one? Keep scrolling down to the stories. That one? No, keep going. You'll see it. Is there more? No, I'm at there. I'm there. More. You you want the the classic Targ Hoyer? Yeah. Yeah, That's a smartwatch. Yeah. you're, You're watching the stream. It's a bit behind. Yes. Yes, that one, right? Now, that, Most of the I, so-called experts bag this thing. Why? Well, they're bagging it probably because the operating system's Android, which is a damn shame. So and, it, look, it doesn't, it's not, they shouldn't be calling it a smart watch. They should call it a watch that does some things that a smart watch might do, and nor should Apple be calling theirs a watch because it's not a watch because you can't swim with it. And so, the people that bought one still haven't had a shower. 
So pretty much, <laughs> so pretty much, this watch here looks like a normal, say, like a a swim dive watch. Would you say? You know, it's got yes. It's just got the the big face. It's got the uh, the hours looks like that. The hang on, the hours. Yes. Well, the people on the video can see the picture anyway. I'm yes. just trying to explain it for audio. But it's got you know the dial around the the uh, circumference that's you know supposed to tell you how much air you got left in your tank and all this sort of rubbish. Yes. Um, and all the all the good stuff. But anyway, so yeah, that looks pretty good. So it's the the classic Targ Haya with Android Wear technology. Uh, well, it looked the yeah. So especially when the custom made watches illuminated dial of numbers enriches the round screen, lending it a masculine feel. So it's not mm. one for the ladies. It's one for the men. Unfortunately, it's Android, so that's going to be its downfall. And I'm surprised that Targ got in bed with Android. But they look, they probably tried to get in bed with Apple. And they said, yeah. no, go away. We've got a much prettier looking watch mm. that we're going to bring out. All right. And there it is. Apparently, the other thing with this watch, according to the podcast I listened to like a couple of weeks ago, they were talking about it, is I think it's the same watch. They've got um, like a trade-in scheme. In a couple of years' time, you can trade the watch in for whatever the current watch is at the time and you get like a – but how it worked is you didn't really get that much of a discount kind of thing. Yeah, I'd have yeah. to, you'd have to go back and listen to um, either Trevor Long or I think even the, um, the New Zealand guys kind of ripped into it. Mm, yeah, right. Uh, Are they Apple fans? No, I wouldn't have thought so. Mm. No. Um, Dick Smith, uh, apparently they're not looking too good. They've had a fire sale. Now, Dick Smith, they failed to impress critics with its clearance after, with its clearance sale after taking a $60 million write-down on inventory. Now, Eric, you might be able to explain. How do they write down $60 million on inventory? What does that mean? Well, well that means they've lowered the price. Oh, so they just say, off. for example, you bought something for a dollar and you think to yourself, well, I'm, I'm going to have a sale. So they're gonna, we're going to have a sale up to 70% off, take all our stock. We've got a million bucks worth of stock. We're now going to write off 60% of that. Mm, okay. So that's 600000 just say, and that's a straight-out deduction to their bottom line. Yep. Uh, or a loss in this case, and it might put them into the red as far as, you know, for accounting purposes. And then if they sell the items for $0.40, cents, they've written off $0.60. Cents. They sell each item for, on average, $0.40. Cents. Then they've lost sixty percent. They might sell it for less, in which case they might end up losing more. Mm. Okay, so well, they've written down. Well, that's actual money. That's actual money lost because you bought it for a dollar yeah, and so you're selling it for forty cents. Yeah, that's that's a bit crazy. But why would they right. do that's that? That's what a write. That's what a, that's what a write down is. Uh, so you might be thinking, well, why would they be doing this? Well, they've been advertising, yeah, discounts of up to seventy percent on off on stocked items. Now I know uh, one of our listeners, uh, PA, he's in this chat room every now and then. I was talking to him through the week, and he went to Dick Smith and uh, got a few good deals, and he was uh, yeah quite happy after doing that. But anyway, so maybe they've still got them on. So if you're looking for some tech stuff, maybe just uh, jump down into Dick Smith and check it out as well if you're price matching. However, uh, specific discounts aren't listed on the retail website, blah, blah, blah. Major discounts were mostly on private label products such as phone charges, while discounts on premium stock like Apple and Fitbit were around 10 to 20%. Now, investor and analysts from the Dutch bank went to the stores and told News Limited, unsurprisingly, a large amount of the inventory appears to be aged with the majority of promotions on accessories to suit superseded hardware. Example, Galaxy S4 and iPhone 4. Yeah, why have they, they still got this rubbish? 
There was also a number of deep discounts on current model accessories, but the discounts were generally shallower than they were for older products. Well, that just makes sense. That makes sense, exactly. Yeah, uh, uh, the former owner Woolworth sold Dick Smith for twenty million in two thousand and twelve. As we know, they f- d- d- didn't they. Um, how much? They took a big loss on that, didn't they? I think so. Yeah. Didn't they buy it for a hundred million or something? Uh, the twenty million was reported net, then floated. So it was then floated after Woolies sold it. Was then yeah. floated net profit after tax of forty two point one million. Its first year as a public public company. Um, that w- was a surge from six point seven million over the year previously. The company's stock price ha- has now plummeted from around two dollars per share at the start of August to less than forty cents. Ooh, oh, ouch. yeah, cry, cry, cry. So, look, that just wanted, that just leads me to ask a question: uh, What makes you invest in a company? So, like, obviously, well, that makes me question their management number one, their product mix number two, their customer service number three. And their um, operating cost number four. Well, I can I, I could uh, give you some info on customer service at the store in Rabina. Doesn't no exist. Good. No. No, I tr- and um, they should stop hiring people that just came straight out of jail. I think that's probably a good start. Why? How does this happen? No, because have you ever been to a Dick Smith store? The guy behind the counter looks like he's just had a joint. <laughs> and you don't mean JB Hi-Fi? No, no. Well, JB Hi-Fi, they just oh, they're all got they must. Just walk around with uh, what you call it with uh, those speaker phones um, outside tattoo parlors and saying anyone want a job. <laughs> That's, yeah, but um, where was I with with this? Yeah, so well, I know because I, I tried the phone, Dick Smith, at Rabina there a few times once, and the phone would answer, just hang straight back up. Yeah, and, and I did they, this numerous times. That means times. they actually picked it up, yes. and hung it up, and that, that happened. Oh, I did it. Must have been ten times. After the first seven, I was just doing it for laughs. And it was just, just, <laughs> just because I knew I must have been annoying someone, you know. And so I just, I just did it for laughs. But anyway, what, like, what makes you invest in a company? Uh, well, forty cents. Would you invest, Eric? Would you, would you buy some Dick Smith shares? I'd have to have a closer look at their uh, fundamentals. And a shame. Well, I mean, the only way they can go is up, really. I mean, they go, they can go down at forty more cents, I suppose. But they I suppose... can go down a lot more. They can go bankrupt. Well, got to look at they got to look at their underlying. They might be clearing the decks. They might be getting new management. They might have some plans afoot. You know, you got to get the inside running on that sort of stuff before you'd make a decision. I think that's right. The only other um, factor that I saw in a obviously a different story, but about the same thing, is there were allegations because I don't know if they actually turned out to be true or not that um, a lot of the staff were actually getting in on these discounts before the general public. Oh, nice. Yeah, I heard, I heard that too. They were hoarding the stuff before the doors opened. Oh, yeah. right. What, and sell it on eBay? Probably. Just buy it themselves. <laughs> buy it themselves and then hoard it and probably Christmas presents and eBay, I would say. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, all right, don't forget, listen to the Aussie Tech Radio, which you can find at aussietechradio.com or download the playlist file or whatever, however you have to access it or listen to it. But uh, the, the webpage will tell you what to do. Uh, you can go through the TuneIn Radio app. I think it's on there. That's uh, aussietechradio.com. It's a 24 7 uh, shoutcast, sort of like radio style channel, audio, uh, audio shows. Uh, mainly to do with tech and technology from Australia and New Zealand. So put it on in the background. Put it, you know, if you're going on a long trip, uh, stick it in your car. Put it on Bluetooth. Put it through your speakers, and away you go. Go for, go to Sydney. Go for ten hour drives, and you will never hit the same show twice. New shows with, every Friday. Yes. With that, um, 
the order that the shows are in, is that the same every week? No, random. Oh, okay. Why does it does it appear that I uh, I'm I'm sitting there tweaking my little thing? No, no, like? no. It'd be handy if but if it's random you can't. But if it was in a particular order, it'd be handy if that order was um publicised. Yeah, like if you're listening to um Trevor Long's show, you know that okay, well in three shows time it's our show kind of thing. Right, right. Um no, look if it started generating some money i might sit down and <laughs> put some more effort into it but at the moment it's free and random <laughs> so it's random order so it's uh aussietechradio.com have a look at that don't forget the other shows that are on the aussie tech head uh network if you want to call it that is the aussie max zone with garth and michael and also the aussie tech security another episode out next week and the obsidian loft and old fart geek where hopefully There'll be an episode of each of those pretty soon. Uh, I think Will, obviously, he's not with us either again tonight. He's busy. He's just had a child. I think he's tired. He could be tired. He could very well be tired. Uh, the little the little fella's probably Cameron. I think his name is the little fella's probably giving him some grief, crying and uh, all that sort of stuff. But we'll check we'll ha- we'll check in with Will soon enough, and we'll bring everyone up the speed of what he's doing. And I think Jace has been in doing some training for a new job. So that's that's the that's the rounds of where everyone is. I did not know he lost his job or left his job. Yes, yes, he did. And did now, he? Now he's got another one. That's right. They were looking Some for. Some people have all the luck. Remember, remember, they were looking for. He got this job as the server admin or something. Yes. But then he, when the boss called him in and said, "We're not doing this part here very good" or something. And he goes, well, that's not my job. That's an a, that's a technology manager's job. And the and the boss said, well, that's what we meant to hire, <laughs> oh, <laughs> or something like that. God. Well, they thought they'd be able to get some tech dude that could do both jobs for a lesser rate or something. I don't know, something like that, something crazy. But anyway, look, if you've if you've owned a house over the last thirty years, your name will probably come up on the ATO. Well, not come up on their screens, but it'll be wishing and wishing and washing around in their systems, trying to match. Well, if that's you've done pretty much thing. Anyone that's was uh, you know twenty five thirty years ago, that's right. I mean, right? Every, just that's, that's called the average age of a house or your first house, whether it be an apartment or whatever. Just call it twenty five. Hmm. Um, it's a bit later now, but thirty years ago it might have been about twenty five. So they've basically got um, the whole population of Australia that they're going to investigate. That that story I read that story makes me sick. Well, they're not because in- it's just such a breach of privacy. But it's not investigating; it's just matching. But they they match all over the show anyway. Oh, it's, well, it's, not like this. But the sound of that story, they are going nuts. Yeah, look, they it is it is a big match by the look of it. But look, they they match everything else. They they match uh, tax declaration forms. Everyone every time you get a job. Oh yeah, that's fine. I don't mind that. That's normal stuff. It's like okay, here you're working here, and that's your tax one number. They'd be that's match- okay, but. When they start digging about, uh, well, you bought this and you lived there for a while, then you bought this and you lived there for a while, then you sold it. and You, you know, that's a getting a bit personal. That's a bit personal. What are, what, Not even my closest friends know my finances. No, but... What, are, what the bloody, some boffin at the tax office would... <laughs> hope you're not from the Central Coast. No, but... <laughs> but is there a tax... There's probably tax offices there. But, like, I mean... Oh, look, I don't know. What are they after? They're after... <laughs> Hitting wrong buttons all night. Well, that was a bit of. Uh, who was that? That was that sounded like a bit of Ricky Nelson. Bit no. of. Uh, Guess who this is? Oh, I know that opening. 
Go on, yes. A bit like Akadaka. Yes. Is it? Is it really? I think it is. Okay, but anyway. Sorry, mate. <laughs> Off the track. We're all got ADD tonight. <laughs> the Australian tax aid. Look, I, I don't know. Look, they, they, they have access to most of this stuff anyway. I, I don't care. They don't, they don't know, know well, your business. I don't business. necessarily care. I'm just, on a, as a principled stance, I don't like it. Mm, Too okay. much big brother. But that's Too how they, they catch the cheats. The Australian taxation has requested state property records for as far back as September 20. 1985. Why that date? I have no idea. I'll tell you why that date. Yes. Because September 19 was the date where capital gains tax came in. Well, that's what they're looking for. Right? So anything that happened before September 19, they can't get you. Because if you sold it for a profit and didn't declare it, you didn't have to. Yeah, that capital gain, that's mongrel, isn't it? That's no good. The land tax is the other mongrel. The land tax? Land tax is another mongrel. Yeah, you're allowed uh, land tax. How does that work? You've got to have more than what so many. Certain amount, yeah. Mm. Uh, the, so the most recent request covers all relevant records held by resident. Yeah, this is like big. Uh, held, it covers, the request covers all relevant records held by the Residential Tenancy Board, State Revenue Office, Land Titles Office in each state and territory in Australia. The ATO's own estimation, the request will dig up around 1 million rental bond and 30 million land title office records each year. The, yep. re- the request gives the ATO access to various personal details about rental property landlords, including their full name, address, date of birth, and contact number, as well as the full name and address of the managing agents. But that's nothing. It sounds like they're after just people who are who are landlords that haven't been, um, what you call it, declaring all their income. That's what it sounds like. That as well, possibly yes. But I mean, like th- this is all pretty much public data anyway. You, you can look up any house in Australia and find out who owns yeah, it. Yeah, I know, but you can't match it with their tax returns. No, well, that's what they... Yeah, that's what they... That's what they want to do. Rental property details set to be gathered by the, by the ATO include the length of the lease, weekly rent, number of bedrooms, amount of bond held, type of dwelling, full address, and when the lease commenced and the date it expired. They're going hard. It just, it just seems pointless to me. Yeah, I'm not sure why. You know, you know what you'd be going for, right? You'd be thinking, the first, this is what, if I was in a tax, this is what I would be doing. Right, you could get a lot more money a lot faster if you did this. Look at the one, what the one, the people that bought the places and sold them at a profit. Right, so you so you so you screen out hmm. certain, you know, so you filter out that. Then from the what's left, you think, okay, how much of those were not their principal residence? Right, because yeah. you can tell that you can see that from land title records because it's got the exemption on there. Right, yeah. saying principal place residence. So you filter those out, and whatever's left are the people who are investors. Mm. And then you match them with whether or not they included it in their tax return. Now, if you see that they didn't include it in tax return, there's a good chance they never included the rent either yeah. that they were getting. Yeah. So you could narrow it down very, very quickly and very, very efficiently by doing it that way rather than trawling through pages and pages and pages and doing this sort of, Oh, that one there, that one there. Oh, but yeah, you, but this is not going to yeah, it's not going to be done by humans. It's just all going to. No, be... I know that. But it's it's if they program their 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 algorithm properly, hmm. it'll take them short amount of time. But I, I suggest that they're going to take the names. That's why they're asking for names. Is because a property can be sold uh, to say uh, a, a member of the family. 
maybe, and to avoid some capital gains or stamp duty. Oh, you can't really avoid stamp duty because it, no, it goes through the title's office. No. You can put the property in someone's name when you purchase it so that when they, when you decide to sell it, it's in their name. Mm. But even so, if they declared it, if, they, you know, if I buy a house in my daughter's name when she's 18, even though it's my house because I don't want to pay the tax on the, on the rental pro- income, mm. and down the track we decide to sell it, it'll still be declared in her name. She's still well, going to pay the tax on it. I reckon they're just trying to make sure that, look, it go, this story goes on. and says they also want personal details about anyone who has purchased or sold a property since 1985, including their name, address, date of birth, ACN or ABN. So I suppose yeah, they're, they're going after you know, people who have bought them in trusts and companies as well. Obviously. And they're probably just trying to make sure that their algorithm spits out the right person rather than maybe get, you know, spitting out some furfies and having and some little ATO dude sit there just... I just question how efficient the ATO is going to do in doing this because we know what they're like. They're pretty efficient. Good, good idea. Well, but, mm. the agency is also gaining access to information about every property sold since yeah, September 95, including their address, land title, total transfer price, valuation, sale, contract, date and settlement. I, I know what they're looking for there. They're looking for um, you know, off-market transfers for lower than, lower than value to avoid tax, that sort of thing. Like, for example, you owed it in your name. You think, oh, I just want to pay the um, lowest amount of stamp duty, so I'll give it an, a, a bum valuation. So I'll sell yes. it to my trust, for example, that sort of yeah. thing. That's what they're looking for. Yep. Under, Undervalued transactions. Under Australian privacy laws, any government agency who wants to match discrete data sets affecting more than 5,000 people has to make a public notice of that intention. I didn't know that. The ATO, the ATO has previously enlisted records held by numerous other third-party organisations as part of its data matching efforts, including Uber, eBay, the ASX, ComputerShare, Inc. Market Services, Advanced Share Link, Registry. That's Link Market Services. Link, is it? Mm-hmm. Link Market Services, Advanced Share Registry Services, Boardroom and Security Transfer Registers. <sighs> the ATO, eh? They nearly got Paul Hoags. Poor old Hoags. <laughs> nearly got him. Old Hoags. He's all nah, right. He got out of it. He's all right. He got out of it because he didn't do anything. Who are they trying to set him up with? Terry Irwin or something, I heard. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh, luck. Hmm. Uh, okay. Shane, any more for you over there? I have. I've got one more. Just a quickie. Uh, US court rules that breaking your employer's computer policy is not a crime. The United States Court of Appeals for the Second Circuit issued an opinion rejecting the government's attempt to hold an employee criminally liable under the Federal Hacking Statute, the Computer Fraud and Abuse Act, for violating his employer's imposed computer use restrictions. The the decision is important because it ensures that employers and website owners don't have the power to criminalise a broad range of innocent everyday behaviours, like checking personal emails or scores for a baseball game, uh, through simply adopting use restrictions in their corporate policies or terms of use. The court also ruled that the government cannot hold people criminally liable on the basis of purely fantastical statements they make online, i.e. like a thought crime. Well, you'd think mm. that if the, if the company was big enough that they they just ban the access to the... Those certain sites. That's right, to the sites. So, so it's getting to the point now that the employers have no rights. You know, if you do something illegal at your workplace, they can't do anything about it. Well, what do you mean illegal? Well, you know, if you make a threat against someone, 
by the sounds of that, there's bugger all they can do about it. No, that would probably be covered by some other thing. What well, they're you would saying hope here, so. I think, yeah, what they're saying here is that you know you can't be held criminally liable if you just happen to be caught posting something on Facebook during mm. you know when you're supposed to be working. Because I think, like, if you work for the government, I think that's pretty, uh, pretty right up there in part, things of what you can't do, isn't it? It's like if yeah. you you know you yeah. you can't send personal emails through their email system, or if you get an email sent to you, if you, you can't send a joke around or whatever, yeah, yeah, and blah, blah, blah. It'd be a lot of fun working for the government. <laughs> yeah, a barrel of laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> All right, what else? Have, have you got anything else, Eric? No, that'll do me. All right, I think I might have a couple more here. We'll go through pretty quickly. Uh, the oh, Dallas Buyers Club, the uh, charges have been, or the, the, uh, water, the damages claim has been watered down. So the Dallas Buyers Club was granted access to 4,726 account holders uh, accused of sharing its film online in April. In October, the company asked the judge to release 10% of the alleged pirate's name and addresses. Today, the company put forward its argument to be allowed access to the rest of it, saying it would now only claim for the cost of the film, 20 bucks, a single license fee for upload and damages for its costs. It has abandoned its push for damages based on how many other non-Dallas Buyers Club movies an individual had shared online. So they were going hard. They were going in for not only Dallas Buyers Club, but for also anything else that might have been downloaded by the poor dude. It is uh, one uniform damages claim would be made to all individuals. The company said that Dallas Buyers Club had previously planned to tailor it to an individual circumstances. The company was unable to provide evidence of what a reasonable license fee would be, so the judge has said, uh, I don't know what a reasonable license fee would be. So he has allowed access to... The judge withheld his judgment, and he will decide on Wednesday if whether or not he can allow access to the rest of those names and addresses. Been going on a while, hasn't it? Dallas Buyers Club problems. Yeah, I don't know. We just give up already. No one even watched the movie for crying out loud. Well, no one's going to watch it now, are they? <laughs> no one's going to no. download it. That's for no sure. No one's going to buy it either. No. I think you're back for that. It's, got, it's just got a, a, a taint, I reckon, hasn't it? Like I wouldn't even want to see that because of just the, the, the BS that's gone with it. Yeah, that's right. right. You've just ruined it. Yeah, like I just think it's just like a. It's brought the corporation into view rather than the movie. Yes, and correct. And it's just, who cares? It's just lost me, my interest. But I'm not a big movie person anyway. Uh, and look, the last one here to, for me this week, Apple plugs large number security holes in iOS 9.2. I've just updated my iPhone just then. Me too. Uh, OS X, Watch OS, TV OS and Xcode vulnerabilities are also patched. Uh, no fewer than 50 floors are patched. Oh, was that all? Oh. Yeah. The, Doing well since Steve Jobs has left, haven't they? They are, yeah. Remember when they used to bag Microsoft for having Patch Tuesdays and oh, yeah, you guys are all the floors they the used to have. And, and Apple, you had no holes or leaks, but now, hello. Ah, Civ. Uh, Apple said, yeah, blah, 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 blah. There you go. Oh, look, if you're looking for an Apple TV, I posted on the oh, the Facebook page this week, which you can look at uh, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Techheads. The Kogan, they've got Apple TVs, the the first model, 40 bucks off, and the second model, 70 bucks off. Cheaper than the Apple store. So if you're looking for... Uh, 70 that, bucks off? This, oh, okay. Yes, $70 That's cheaper. pretty good. Yes. So I think the... Because I've got in the house here, I've got the second generation so yes. that's the one. It's how much? $70 off, is it? No, no, the latest one. 
The new one. The fourth the gen. The latest one? Are you kidding it's me? It's $70 cheaper than Apple Store. So what is the Apple Store selling them for? It was like $349. And joking. Kogan, oh, Kogs. oh, that big one. Yeah, Ruz's, Ruz, he's got them for two seventy nine, for the big one. So that's um quite a good saving there if you are in the market. It's not an Android clone, is it? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> it might be. You won't know until you get it. You might unbox it. It might just go poof. That's right. All right. <laughs> in your face. <laughs> Okay, I think that's about it. Uh, that's that. You didn't have anything else, did you, Shane? You were all over and done with? No, but um, I just highly recommend people this week watch the Aussie Mag Zone just to see whether Garth returns fire or not. Oh, yeah, he will. Good on him. Good on him for returning <laughs> fire too. Yeah, look, he's uh, the video for the Aussie Mag Zone. Michael's been a bit unwell, and so he's been in charge of the video, but it hasn't been able to come out that's why there has been no video uh for the last couple of weeks but he's getting better he's he's, he's got a little cough now and uh, hopefully in a couple of days or a week or so there'll be no cough so <laughs> so we wish michael all the best and hope he gets well soon he uh the show look garth has uh told me or michael told me today that there was a show this week that should be up very very soon all right that's about all that i think we've got how's life in perth going shane anyway good over there yeah, yeah. Well, you know, obviously, I've got a bit more time on my hands to do stuff. Although Maria thinks I'm not doing enough. Hmm. Um, we're kind of at the point of me kind of being unemployed long enough, where you know it's kind of yeah, the dog. We're, we're over it, kind of thing. Yeah, right. Oh, go fishing. Go yeah, ca- no. Well, you know, at the point, yeah, where it comes up and it gets blamed for everything. You know, it's like it's raining, and then Maria will go, "Oh, it's because you haven't got a job," and you know, stuff like that. <laughs> That's a little oh, bit insensitive. Yes. I'd tell her to shut her mouth. <laughs> That's right. If you don't want to say that, make a listen to the podcast and Eric will say it for <laughs> you. <laughs> That's right. All right. So uh, tell me, Just tell me what suburb she was born in and I'll slag that off next week. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's the same. Oh, no, she was born in England. Oh, there you Which go. Which part of England? Mitcham. Yeah, it's all full of bogans in Mitcham. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. You owe me one, mate. You're welcome. (laughs) Interested to see how far our reach goes, whether we've got an international audience or not. Mitchum. All right. Anyone in Mitchum, give us us an an email. Or send Eric at (laughs) aussietechheads.com.au. Okay. So that's about all we've got for you this week. I think that's, uh, yeah, keep a a finger on the Facebook page. Any deals that I see, I'll, I'll put up there. Anything that comes along my way. Uh, don't forget, yeah, send us an email, Shane, Glenn, or Eric at aussietechheads.com.au. Show notes at aussietechheads.com.au. That's about it. YouTube.com forward slash aussietechheads. Find the video there. That's about all, isn't it? Good stuff. I was just talking to the guys before the show. If you're into video production and you want to get cameras into your machine or you want a good little way of doing it, have a look at the Black Magic ATEM, A-T-E-M, television studio. Uh, look, I might I might be purchasing one, and when I do, I'll give you a review on it. But it looks like it's pretty good. It's a nice, looks like a quick, easy way that you and six cameras can get yourself from A to B and set up in no time and be like a little studio. Be nice, wouldn't it? Probably need like a boom mic or something. That might get a bit complicated. But anyway, visual wise, awesome, awesome lights in your case. Yeah, yeah they reckon some lights, LEDs. Preferably. Look like I'm in a cave, do I? But yeah, it doesn't look too bad. In the bat cave. Mm. All right, good stuff. All right, thanks, Eric. Thanks for coming in. Shall we see you next week? 
Yes, indeed. Be the seventeenth. I think next Hang week. On, what's next week? Yes, should be right. So I think next week could be the last show for a couple of weeks, because the week could, after could will be, be could be because it's the uh, Christmas day. And yeah. then it'll be New Year's Oh, hang on. Day. Isn't um, Thursday Christmas Eve? It is. It is. Wait, Thursday... No, next week will be the 17th. No, oh, yeah, the 24th. Yeah, 24th. Yes. So, so next week will be the last one. Yes, next week will be the last one for a couple of weeks just because of the timing of the yes, well, of the Christmas. 24th and then the 31st is New Year's Eve. Yeah. Yep. So it'll be the 7th is the next yeah. one. Wow. All right. Well, if we get the urge, we'll do one in between, but... Don't know, yeah, you might do a little, what, who can we slag off this week? <laughs> one, of, one of those shows. New segment, you reckon? Yeah, yeah. new segment. <laughs> we just keep it to outside I'll of Australia. We'll come up with the music for it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Shane. We'll see you next week as well. Yeah, probably will. Good stuff. And we'll hopefully we'll have some news and we'll bring you up to date on Will and Jace if they can't make it to, to that show. All right, so all the best. We'll see you next week, everyone. Thanks for downloading. Thanks for watching. And bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye.